The year is 1997. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is My Marvelous Year. Hello and welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club where we go through the best of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. Today, I'm joined by Charlotte, our comic book rainbow belt, and I'm Zach, the comic book journeyman. And didn't anyone tell you? I'm a riddle, dude. I eat the uncertainty principle for breakfast. I was born the original loose cannon, and I am one unpredictable feather-plucking walrus. cuckoo ka freaking chew I read pause, those comics, pause. and I generally can't tell if you invented that or if you just stole it from one of those Deadpool comics. I'm waiting for audience laughter. Uh-huh. Which you're uh-huh. sure it's to get. Coming. It's definitely coming any moment now. <laughs> uh, I did read that verbatim from uh, okay, Deadpool yeah. <laughs> number two. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, somehow yeah, it works even less uh, in audio formats than it does <laughs> when reading it. <laughs> Excuse me, I think I'm elevating the uh, the art uh-huh. form. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, so we're going to be talking about Deadpool. And uh, maybe from my intro you can tell a little bit of my feelings towards it. <laughs> my uh, my mocking tone there. Uh, we're also talking some Amazing Spider-Man, some Warren Ellis, Lionel Francis, you Wolverine, and Peter David's Heroes Reborn... Re- oh jeez. Heroes Reborn The Return. Weirdly kind of hard to say. Um, this is the second of two <laughs> episodes for 1997, our shortest yep. year since, like, <laughs> the early 60s. Uh, and you know what? Having read through all these, uh, I'm very glad. Uh, I'm very glad. <laughs> it, it, you know, there's some interesting stuff, but overall, like, I'm glad just to be getting through this period. It's it's, uh, it's not my favorite. It's, but, a, it's uh, definitely not, weird, yeah. Not to say I uh, really, like, disliked everything here, uh, or that... Even the stuff I disliked, I think we have some interesting stuff to talk about. So uh, I am excited to talk about everything here. Before we get into that, just want to say if you want to support My Marvelous Year, you can go to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. And uh, if you're a longtime listener, we'd really appreciate going over there and throwing us a buck or two for our work. Uh, we put a lot of work into this and uh, really appreciate anyone who can help out. Reviews yes, on Apple Podcast are also appreciated. Uh, go listen to My Ultimate Year if you're not listening to this. If you're anxious for... I, you know, it's funny because we talk about My Ultimate Year as like, well, if you know, if you want to get to modern comics, you can go read some Ultimate Year as kind of like the bomb yeah, it's, to soothe you. It's three years while... away. I know, exactly. It's kind of yeah, strange that we're finally weird. like caught up with that. But um, Charlotte and I are just about to finish My Ultimate Year, which is the entirety of the Marvel Ultimate Universe. We're like two months, two episodes away. Yeah, from wrapping that up, and we're going to be launching a new show um, over on the Patreon, and it's it's the same as my Ultimate Year. It will be six months early access on the Patreon at the five dollar level. So uh, if you want news for that, uh, go check out my Ultimate Year. Um, we'll we'll announce whatever we're doing on this channel as well. Okay, Charlotte, Deadpool. This is like the Deadpool. We're finally at like we've had Deadpool showing up here and there through the '90s, but like. Not like the recognizable Deadpool. 
and this isn't like fully the Deadpool that like we know now from like the movies, but like it's definitely like a huge step towards that. How like excited were you to get to Deadpool? What are your like what are your Deadpool thoughts? What are your Deadpool emotions? Um, I used to re- I used to really like Deadpool, but it's also when I was fifteen, which is like the best age <laughs> to like Deadpool. <laughs> I yeah. Think. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'm. <laughs> I like some Deadpool comics. I mean, of those we read, I think we agree on the fact that like one of those is kind of fun, um, mm-hmm. and we'll see about the rest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm curious about like reading, seeing how he develops because he's a rel- relatively recent character. Like mm-hmm. we've seen yeah. here, we've seen him here and there during the 90s, but, like, not as much as it's going to be in the 2000s and 2010s. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been interesting, because I think he's definitely, he's definitely solidified here as, like, the Deadpool we know now. Um, but I think, like, we said something kind of similar to the last thing we saw, the last time we saw him. I, I think it's, like, it's been step-by-step step getting nearer and nearer to the, I guess, modern version of the character. Well, um, so we're, we're getting to, like snarky Deadpool like the Deadpool before yeah. kind of like had little one-liners and was like a little bit more like smart alecky this Deadpool is like that times 10 like th- this is the like really like wise guy like yeah smart alec um like sitcom snark and I'm gonna talk about sitcoms a lot here because I think <laughs> heavily influenced by sitcoms and not in a good way um it, I think the thing that's missing from this is a little bit of the sense of the like uh lol random is missing a little bit the like you know yeah. ninjas on Not unicorns tacos yeah. like that kind of like reddit <laughs> like reddit humor maybe <laughs> um yeah i mean and, yeah very 2000s internet humor yeah right yeah being very like plugged into whatever the like the the kind of immediate meme of the day is and that was like ninjas and zombies and tacos in like 2005 um it's missing a little of that which we'll get into later i'm sure and then it doesn't have the meta stuff yet it doesn't have like the fourth wall breaking it doesn't have the like deadpool was in secret wars is there oh i guess there's like a few not as much as there will be but there are there are a few meta jokes and deadpool addressing directly the the readers like saying oh well this if this doesn't boost our audience stuff like that Mm, yeah yeah you're right and i guess uh issue 11 which i want to say is a patreon request edition by johannes and but it was johannes at the behest of somebody else in the slack and i can't remember who it was but so it was a very sweet someone new came into the yeah. slack and was like oh are you gonna read 11 i'd love it if you did that and johannes was like well i'm paying for them to <laughs> put an extra issue in each year anyway so i might as well make this my issue so johannes is very sweet um yeah thank you johannes yeah that that issue number 11 plays with like okay, Deadpool's, like, playing with the format, right, of comics, and is, like, yeah. poking fun at it. So, yeah, no, I guess I guess that's true. That That is, like, the strongly um, implied thing. But I, I guess it's it's not, like, as strong as, like, She-Hulk, Burn She-Hulk was, though, right? Like, no, that yeah, did definitely the, not. the fourth wall breaking stuff much stronger. Um, I mean, because that was, like, kind of do. the point of the comic. Like, that was the, the main yeah. Yeah, yeah, joke, right. I guess, which is definitely not the case here. Yeah, yeah. So this is the tone of this. I I think it's most similar to like kind of a Spider-Man comic. If you got rid of like most of the like angst, like he's 
he's closer to spider-man than like i want to acknowledge <laughs> in the way that he I mean, like banters yes but i don't the angst is still here it's works in different ways but it's still, i mean yeah to me it's I like you're, if you're right. wolverine was deadpool kind of that's how the angst works like if mm-hmm. uh, if wolverine was spider-man but like times 10 <laughs> i guess like yeah yeah absolutely I get, I get no control or restraint on the humor yeah 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 with the like the sense of like angst is a little like darker and more like like it's trying to be mean but it doesn't it's not really mean it's just kind of annoying <laughs> snarky <laughs> like it it's i mean which is what deadpool humor is like that's yeah i i guess except you know like the 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 movie occasionally the movie has some of this the movies have a little of this flavor and that's the stuff that works least for me which is just the kind of like snappy one-liners and stuff the stuff that i like in the movies is like i kind of like the juxtapositions of of tones i think that works well for me like him being kind of like a cutie sometimes and then being like hyper violent immediately afterwards like that kind of bouncing tone can sometimes work for me the like the meta and I, i like i hate to say it but like the meta stuff is fun in those movies the kind of like stuff that is a little bit more like formally winking at the audience and being like you're into this like it's not it's not super satisfying but i have like a fun time with it like i can just kind of turn my brain off and have fun with that or like the you know deadpool getting his arm cut off and his finger is like flipping the bird to colossus when he like tears his own hand off and leaves it behind for colossus um yeah that kind of stuff like that works well because that's a joke i guess and it's a character beat the thing that like doesn't work for this comic doesn't work in this comic for me at all is that all of the comedy is just sitcom writing it is just characters saying out loud jokes not like to one another it's not necessarily character building stuff it's not like banter there's not really timing it's just kind of like it's very big bang theory it's kind of just characters looking past each other and saying like mean (laughs) one-liners yeah and then and then pause for laugh and it's just yeah. I mean, it's Deadpool throwing a thousand jokes at the wall and seeing what sticks, and then other characters responding very negatively to it. <laughs> but even like other characters sometimes have that speak like him. Yeah, I uh, guess. Yeah, but yes, no, totally right. But like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it it's. I mean, it's, I, I it's know people the Deadpool like characters. Fun. Like, it's the the characters yeah. that belong only to his comic. I think it's Weasel and Al. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. characters from the wider Marvel Universe maybe don't have that. Like, they, it feels like <laughs> Deadpool is contaminating the, the the characters that are, exist only in his comic with his not great humor. Yeah, and, and, like, it is comedy. It's, you know, it's pretty subjective. Like, if this makes you laugh, it makes you laugh, right? Like, yeah. uh, so, like, it, it just doesn't make me laugh at all. And I, I, I think... Mean, I mean, I, I think, like, it's fair to critique this comic. I think there is stuff to critique about kind of the, like, the sameness of the comedy and kind of the cheapness of the comedy. But, you know, like, I also can kind of recognize that, like, Deadpool is not someone I'm already into. He's not someone I'm, like, yeah, I love just to see. And I'm just, like, kind of, like, that doesn't carry me through, you know, the weaknesses of this comic. So, like, yeah, it's just, it really didn't land for me. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I think part of it is also maybe that it hasn't the humor hasn't aged well, um, like not not like on a social level. I mean, there's some of that, but like just it's very it's very referential. But even beyond that, the the brand of humor is like I don't know because I I haven't watched '90s sitcoms and stuff like that. But it feels 
very dated to me the 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 brand of humor the the kind of jokes like beyond mm-hmm. even the references yeah um because like he the humor in like 2010s deadpool comics which is most deadpool comics i've read feels it feels similar but like i mean yeah less dated um which i don't know maybe doesn't help and i don't know if like you you can speak to seeing it differently because you like like you said you've you've seen 90s sitcom you have a, a better idea of how witty humor uh, works in the 90s i mean it, it is very um, sitcommy. like i don't know if it's yeah if ni- i mean even into like like i said big bang theory and like how i met your mother uh it it just doesn't have like like i'm having a hard i have a hard time connecting like with these characters because they're so like it doesn't it has very little to make me like care about the characters and think that there's yeah. like any reason to like care like like follow their story you know and and like there's a little bit of lip service paid to like deadpool's you know like a tragedy behind him but like when he's this non-stop motor mouth obnoxious like i just and that stuff is pretty thinly drawn the like the 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 sadness behind him and you know his lusting after siren and his like unrequited love for this woman it's all pretty thinly drawn and it's pretty like it's pretty basic stuff. Like, it's just kind of telling you that yeah. he's sad. <laughs> it just says out loud that he's sad, and then he covers up a lot of quips. Um, and he, he basically stokes her in her sleep, but it's fine because she, she knew all along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> here's here's a example. I think he stalks her in her sleep, and he's, like, all sad about it. And then he goes to his friend Weasel's uh, apartment to, like, find him and goes, Wake up, butt munch. I got girl problems, and I need, need you to be my Joyce brother's. Show me the light, Doctor B. I so do not want to end up on Oprah again. Like just like if that if that makes you laugh, yeah. that's this comic. Just that kind of like yeah. I, I I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. It's very like lots of up next in the Dork Athlon, Deadpool athlete with an attitude takes his place in the vault. Uh yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean it's it's literally like throwing a thousand jokes at the wall and seeing what sticks. And yeah. like most of them are barely recognizable as jokes. Just like it's it's mostly just kind of someone being like i, I mean I, I i hate to call it witty it's not even witty it's just kind of like it does feel trying to be witty like it, it does feel like someone who's watched i mean there is a bit a of thousand hours to it yeah a, a little bit but like most of the time it feels like someone's watched a thousand hours of sitcom and now like i don't yeah. know if you th- this is like have you met someone like that who like kind of like compulsively talks in like tv sitcom speech i yeah i used to do this a little bit when i was like 18 19 oh i definitely uh, used to do this when i was a teenager <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i guess it is it seems like a very teenage thing for sure yeah so like which i mean deadpool is a very teenage character at least for a teenage audience i think yeah so maybe which, i know. don't know how true that was like in 1997 like if yeah i don't know where what his family had was. in mind uh, yeah. like writing deadpool for 14 years old or if it was like for i don't know it's. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's always interesting to to think about who, who like what um, age range of uh, readers the writers are were thinking about at uh, at what time. I mean, I still think teenagers at this point. I think yeah. they were. You know, like we haven't shifted to the like Marvel comics for are actually for like thirty year olds. <laughs> at this, yeah. At this point, um, and uh, it yeah, out. it is curious. I think it's another. Might Dave Dave would be able to speak to this more, but I think it's another decade really before Deadpool just blows up and is everywhere, right? This is still very early days for like yeah. I don't know how popular this series was. It ran for a while. I think it went for something like forty oh six <laughs> sixty nine issues. 
Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. That couldn't be. I mean, the thing is, here's the thing. I don't think this comic is actually sophisticated enough to even, like, make that joke. <laughs> like, it's so tame. And so it, that's another part. It's very tame and it's very, like, childlike. Um, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not mean. It's not, like adult in its humor it's i mean that kind of like calling someone else butt munch is about you know as like nasty as this gets so yeah i mean uh, the meaner it gets is like deadpool using the fact that al is blind to to trick her into like falling down the stairs and stuff like that yeah which is like yeah, yeah i guess and so. it's like old almost looney tunesy like yeah, oh, i don't yeah, know it's, it's, it's yeah i guess I we should talk the, about the Please go on. Go on. Uh, I just want to say the 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 best part for me of uh, like the those initials first seven issues I think we we read of Deadpool. My favorite mm-hmm. part was like he, he he meets again the the doctor that experimented on him and like made him who he is and like who he considers to be the reason he is a monster quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like he he is going after him to to seek revenge and like Siren is trying to stop him and get him to. Not mean, I mean, like, yeah, not not go on a on a revenge spree, um, mm-hmm. and like the I think that those maybe one or two issues strike a good balance between the tragedy of Deadpool and the comedy, which he uses as like a coping mechanism, kind of. Mm-hmm. Which like yeah. I I'm kind of maybe giving the writers too mo- too too much credit because I don't know how intentional that is, but that's that's what I think is interesting about uh, about Deadpool is his humor as a coping mechanism and like he has a lot of trauma to cope so a lot of humor um, yeah i just yeah, i don't know like, how intentional that is but that's i i mean i think they, I like they have the that in mind like I, I think that's that's certainly something they had like in their minds that that's i think yeah. that's a really like old and you like kind of a worn out trope to me the idea of like oh spider-man's just quip like needn't give a reason why superheroes quip <laughs> it's like spider-man just quips so he can hide how afraid he actually is um but yeah but like, I think the difference is with Deadpool is like all the time and even when he's in the very tragic or serious moments like mm-hmm. learning that he's dying he can't help but be over the top in jokes and like I don't know I think that can work and like with it being yeah. uh, it being over the tops if oh my god <laughs> it's, it's being over the top, over the top yeah. serves a purpose in in that way <clears throat> um mm-hmm. in a way that Spider-Man can't really Yeah I I could like I can see that potentially working. It it just it doesn't yeah. for me here. I don't think there's enough here to that, like hold on fair. to. Like that's fair. But you know that that's just. I I will say like I think a lot of what I'm saying is like pretty fair critiques. But I also like, I, like if you find his tone bearable, I could see this comic being an okay like fun time. Like because I think people some people like yeah. this comic, and I don't like this isn't. It's not really a case of me being like, I think this is just a terrible comic that's really poorly constructed. I kind of think it's a slightly bad comic, but I also, like, I can see people being on board with this. So I don't want to, like, like, it looks yeah. okay. I, think... I, I don't really like this style, but, like, it looks fine. Like, Ed McGinnis on art, Joe Kelly writing, we didn't mention. Um, I don't like this yeah. style for this, like, 90s. This is a very, like, late 90s, early 2000s style. Um, it feels a little, like early Bagley like or not early Bagley it feels like what he's going to be doing on Ultimate Spider-Man but not quite as good in the action um but yeah, yeah it, it's like it's a little I mean, putty it, it is the like, the very late 90s and early 2000s style of like more cartoony while it's still like I mean it's the more cartoony evolution definitely of cartoony. in the 90s I, I don't know if it's like just the coloring like it's the way that like everything is kind of shiny 
in it, right? There's like a very yeah. flat, shiny, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, like plasticky look to all the characters and all their clothes and like, but everything like that. It all has this kind of uniform um, coloring to it. I don't know if that's just like digital coloring starting to sneak in and, uh, and people not knowing how to like fully use it yet. But anyway, um, so the, the issue that Johannes added number 11 is it, it's a pretty fun conceit. I don't know. I didn't still love it. Maybe because it was 64 pages long. Um, it is pretty like, long, yeah. <laughs> that made me miserable when I saw that. Um, but it is Deadpool and uh, his blind owl uh, going to back into what? What's the the comic? Um, I think it's Amazing Spider-Man, like forty-seven or something like that. A, ooh, uh, yeah, it's something like that. Very early, like John. It's John Romita Jr. It's like right after Ditko left and yeah. it's the two of them like getting zapped into that comic and yeah it's 47 like, yeah okay yeah 47 and it's it's something i actually kind of have talked about before wondering why comics don't do this more often why like when they're trying to like reference past events why they don't shift into old styles or why do we don't just see comics that like try to mimic the kirby style or the john romita senior style or the ditko style right like people actually just kind of drawing like that for you know, like for some formal purposes when they need to like flash to the the past. Um, I mean, this I think is actually doing when that. it's inside the more modern comic. The reason is like in universe those events are supposed to happen a few years ago. But like yeah. if you look at art that's clearly from forty years ago, there's like this uh, like dissonance I, there. Um, but it, but it can fun, be right? like uh, cut, cutting to yeah, like yeah. Hulk, you know, or Bruce Banner in college. Cut to the style of like you know Bruce Banner. From the 60s. Yeah. I think, I think, like, I think we've mentioned works. it before. Uh, Dave might have yeah. mentioned it. There's Al Ewing does fun stuff with that in uh, a one shot called Immortal Hulk, The Best Defense. Hmm. So okay, I haven't it. read that one. I guess I didn't get yeah. that far. Um, yeah, so like it's kind of fun. And it, you know, it, it like it play like it's not, it's not, a, again, it's not as funny as I'd like it to be. The like the observations, like, like it's a really fun issue that they're uh, poking fun at. The one where like, Craven the Hunter shows up at that like party and like Gwen Stacy and um, Mary Jane are like going dance crazy, especially MJ. Um, and like this is the one with like Craven and his like nipple cannons and all that. Like it's a yep. fun issue to make fun of. They don't like make the best use of it, but like I I kind of appreciate the like the the try here. I don't know. Like I I still had an okay time reading yeah. through this and like I appreciate this one. the try. I think there's like overall better jokes than in the than in the like sixth uh, issues we read before mm-hmm. yeah, um which I like agree. and maybe that's part of them realizing that deadpool works well as breaking the fourth wall and like making jokes about about comics mm-hmm. um i think like overall i agree it's not a great comic it does contain like i think my th- three favorite jokes some of my favorite jokes we've seen banan like from any wow. comic we read Okay, Which is that uh, Deadpool's reaction to the Osborns and their hair? <laughs> Which <laughs> I was don't remember what very said. funny to me. <laughs> I mean, first of all, like the first thing is he meets Harry Osborn, and like Harry Osborn is like, "Hey, what's going on, cat?" And like just using sixties Stanley slang, and like Deadpool's just like, "Excuse me." Are you having a stroke? Can, can you speak English? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which yes, is yeah, but very funny. I, I, I did like And like him yeah. just staring at Norman Osborn's hair and just mm-hmm. having a full, like, full panel internal monologue about the hair. Like, I've been through 
horrible things. Like I've seen things and I cannot detach my, my sight from this. Like it's, it's, it is the worst thing I've ever seen. What is it? Gel? Like what? It's, I mean, I'm, I'm not making it funny, but like the, I think the, the whole internal dialogue is very funny. It's like, yeah, just his yeah. deadpan reaction and completely being completely baffled at that is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. No, yeah. That, but like, that yeah. Overall, it's, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, just like it's making just jokes, okay. referencing uh, Bl- uh, Al trying to replace uh, Aunt May and acting like she's Aunt May to uh, what's uh, Anna Anna Watson, mm-hmm. like it just like it's basic. I mean, like you said, basic. I mean, it's like comedy oh, of a character old, pretending to be another character. Who's this old blue hair? She looks like she could be a centerfold for a, a Medicaid pamphlet, right? Like yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> like very, very, very kind of like ugh. <laughs> Stuff, stuff that it, you'd feel like you'd hear from a stand-up comedian in the late '90s, and you would just go, ooh, ooh, like, yeah. pull at your collar and uh, and kind of groan. Um, I didn't read the annual. I was so done with this. So, did you read the Daredevil? Oh, you Deadpool didn't read annual? the Typhoid Ma- Mary uh, annual. <laughs> I very rarely skip comics. Like, at the very least, I was skim comics generally. I don't think I read yeah. five through seven, and I didn't read the annual on this. I just couldn't. I was like. So yeah. totally, just like exhausted, I mean, <laughs> <and> miserable. <laughs> ah, that's disappointing. I, I would have liked to to know your take on what Deadpool does with like a, a character that you really like, which is Typhoid Mary. Uh, nothing interesting, I'll be honest. Okay, uh, well, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Well, you know what? In real time, just let me. I'm gonna open it up, and you can listen to me read it if you want. Yeah, and I'll, just, <laughs> I'll react out loud. I mean, uh, it's so. it's not that bad. Like, there's. There's some fun stuff with, uh, I mean, Deadpool means Daredevil and like their sidekicks, which like Foggy Nelson and the Weasel meet too. And like while Deadpool and Daredevil are going on off to an adventure to, to fight uh, ninjas or something, um, Weasel asks Foggy, well, while they're going to do that stuff, do you want to grab a pizza or something? And they just go grab a pizza and talk about their experiences as like superhero sidekicks and like, Weasel is completely depressed and asks uh, Foggy if he can, if they can switch uh, <laughs> the spirals there, the sidekick off. It, uh, yeah, there's a few, few funny jokes. Like when you're throwing a hundred jokes at the wall, there, there have to be some. Um, yeah, it's, it's not yeah, better I mean, it's than also, the first there, six issues. Here, here's, I, I've been reading, um, a manga lately. I, I don't know if I recommend it to you already, Charlotte. It's, uh, it's Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Yep. And I've been like absolutely devouring this. I read like 200 chapters in the past like a couple weeks, which is pretty unprecedented for me. It's like easily become one of my favorite comics of all time. I'm like in love with this manga. And it's like a romantic comedy manga. And the difference between that and Deadpool in like the comedy that it does, because again, like I've been saying, this is kind of just like it's almost all just one liners, just like funny one liners that other people don't react to you don't get a rhythm you don't get like conversational back and forth there's no timing there's not there's not jokes in as much as like situational jokes very 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 rarely is there like a joke beyond that like the sentence that he said is funny if that makes sense right like there's not a setup where like that's just funny because we understand this character and we you know there's some kind of subversion of the character or surprise or like so like Kaguya-sama is just full of a slew of different tactics to get you to laugh, right? Like funny one-liners, like surprising page turns, using the page turn for comedic effect to like hit the punchline really hard, big splash pages, tiny little asides, like asterisks with little, you know, like it just uses all the tools 
in its tool belt for jokes and also knows how to pace it, right? So like, you know, quiet moments building to jokes, little little pitter-patter of jokes throughout, like, without just flooding you with it. And it's yeah. just, it's wild how much, like, superhero comics almost never succeed. Actually, like, American Western comics in general, I'll say, like, almost never succeed in being funny. It's it's really strange how manga kind of seems to have, like, comedy comics really nailed down and get, like, that timing matters. Like, you have to set up jokes and, like, get a rhythm going for, like, the, the yeah. timing to work. And, like, both in comedy manga and, like, even just, I think most shonen in general and, like, most manga have, like, a lot of humor in them, like, well-paced, I guess, humor. Uh, yeah. In a way that American comics, I don't think, do. And, like, in European comics, like, I think the most famous comics, uh, European comics around the world, are comedy comics. Mm-hmm. Stuff like Asterix. Yeah, I mean, Scrooge. Tintin, maybe like less, well, but, like, Scrooge stuff like European, Asterix. Uh, famous uh, in Europe. But it, mm. it, it has yeah. been, like, written and drawn by a lot of European artists. Like, uh, Disney Duck comics have, like, have a lot to do with European comics. And, like, obviously there are exceptions. Like, there are... Tons of, like, very funny yeah, American comics. I don't want to say, like, a total blanket thing. Like, we've, we've pointed out very funny Marvel comics before. But, like, that, that, the, I mean, the best that I can say usually for Marvel comics is that they can get some, like, really good character-based comic, character-based comedies where, like, we understand these characters so well that they can then, like, find funny situations, like, J. Jonah Jameson, right? Like, yeah. you know, we understand how much of a blowhard he is, so, like, when he gets so mad that he throws his own shoe out the window of a building <laughs> and then, like, yeah. has a moment to sit and reflect on why he threw his own shoe. <laughs> yeah. It's and, funny, and but it's, like, part of every tool, like, every tool in the comic disposal. Like, I think in that panel, there's, like, using lettering, he, he's, like, his words are getting smaller and smaller. Like, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. shoe. <laughs> why did I throw <laughs> right. my shoe? Like, that's, yeah, and using it, it every tool build. you have at your disposal yeah. while writing comics, using the art form to its fullest. Like, that's yeah. part of writing comics comedy, and I think yeah. n- most so much comics don't do that. It's just that one-liner thing. And they're just yeah. like, this will be a funny enough one-liner, and I'll just have, like, a rude enough sentence, and I'll just yeah. be, like, uh, just kind of a, a rude enough boy that I'll get some laughs. Yeah, and you've complained about that before, but, like, it's crazy how much those Deadpool comics don't use visual comedy. It's oh, yeah, only based nothing. on the words it's... being said. I think, like, yeah. oh, I totally. can think of one panel, which is the... The Hulk getting stabbed in his groin with a, like, I don't even know what it was, like a signalization panel, uh, like, something. Um, which, like, it's just his shape in full black and uh, a big censored bar. Like, that's the only visual joke, I think, is, Mm, I mean, I can think of in the whole comic. And that's not, that's not exactly great shakes either, so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, 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 it it definitely doesn't. I mean, that's the wild part of it, like, is that. It barely uses that it's a comic book uh, yeah. as, you know. Yeah, that, that's why I keep kind of returning to, like, I think it's just, like, it's being, like, trying to be a sitcom as a comic. And it's like, well, then you're just missing out on yeah. what the entire medium is. I mean, Peter David can make me laugh sometimes with his, like, one-liners. But I think he has timing. Yeah. And he he can have good timing and he can have, like, it's, like, good character-based work. Uh, there's a funny moment in um, Heroes Reborn that made me laugh. I was going to point out now. Which is uh, <laughs> just Spider-Man, where they're all getting onto the like transport to the other world. And Spider-Man says, uh, it's "She-Hulk is saying something how it like reminds her of an arc," 
And uh, and Spider-Man's like, I guess you could say there's no uh, count for taste, (laughs) She-Hulk. And she's just like, I want to sit next to somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That that little, like, bit of banter made me laugh. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Like, if somebody's into, like, if you're a real big Deadpool head and you're like, no, I think this is fun. I, you know, I get it. But it's just, it's so not my thing. Yeah. (laughs) It just did not work for me. Speaking of, like bad jokes um (laughs) with those deadpool comics we've officially reached the points in marvel where we still don't have queer characters but writers are getting awfully comfortable making gay jokes (laughs) which Mm. are not great it is like a lot of gay jokes yeah yeah the the mr fantastic type guy in uh in the great lakes avengers uh, which we see in the deadpool uh, spider-man thing Uh, like there's a lot of stuff i think he he talks about uh, knowing a lot about fa- fashion and like one of his other, other teammates like, oh, you know a lot of, about fashion, right? Okay, well, just know that we, we don't see you differently. And like, yeah, it's just like, oh, it's it's yeah, fine if you are. Sure. Stuff like that. And yeah, the... That, oh, that, on, which that is, is like, like the joke of the late 90s. Yeah, like, I know. You know, like, oh, I <laughs> listen, I don't judge, but I don't swing that way, pal. Like that kind of like, yep. oh, that's funny. Yeah. He got accused of being gay and like... D- but in a tolerant way, <laughs> like yeah. that. But there, there's also yeah. a joke, like uh, I think he, him telling Weasel, "Oh, I'd kiss you right now if I wasn't so, if my masculinity wasn't so fragile." Which, which uh, honestly, yeah. might could be a funny joke. Maybe in yeah, that, context. that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that uh, I, I think the worst it got was like some pretty transphobic jokes. Um, I th- I don't know if you read those issues because it was like five uh, issue five Mm-mm. or six of um Nothing of Deadpool, which was like. There's a character which is a, a female character, but c- that can transform in some kind of Hulk-like uh, persona, which mm-hmm. uh, looks more masculine. And like, yeah, Deadpool makes a bunch of um, transphobic uh, jokes and using some transphobic language uh, for that, yeah. which wasn't Gross. great. Yeah, yeah, that's not uh, that's not surprising to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels. I mean, it it's. Uh, I feel like we've moved we moved into the era where like we can acknowledge gay people, but they will still be the butt of the joke, and trans people are not really acknowledged. Yeah. They're just jokes. Uh, so yeah. it'll be a, it'll be a while before. I don't even know if it gets fixed yet in Marvel. At least they're not butts of jokes anymore. <laughs> they're not really acknowledged. But yeah, uh, that that yeah. part has gotten mostly better. It's uh, yeah. like yeah, more yeah, on yeah. the representation yeah. side. That's there's still work to be done. Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, we talked half an hour about Deadpool, so we got it. Yeah. We got it, <laughs> which is crazy. Along. I mean, <laughs> yes, it was a lot of comics. We were like, yeah, it's it's a lot of nine. comics. I, I mean, I read nine uh, Deadpool comics, including at least three double issues. It's a little. I know, God, it's a little unique in tone. So I think it's worth bringing it up. In the, you know, it is yeah. kind of a landmark moment. Like Deadpool's a big deal in Marvel now. Yeah, and Deadpool. Um, yeah, he's a big. I Marvel mean, who, character. I was actually just thinking like. What other big characters emerged from the 90s? Like, anyone? Did anyone, like, pop out of the 90s? I mean, there's tons of, like, mutants, I mean, but any big I was going to say Apocalypse, become... but he's, he's from the 80s. But I think he gets huge in the yeah, 90s. I, I, but I he's not, like, counts. he's not a Deadpool pop culture, like, everyone knows who Deadpool is. Mm, yeah, but I, I think, like, th- this feels like... Because, you know, if someone's like, oh, I want to start reading Deadpool, where should I start? You're not going to send them back to, like, the real early stuff. Like the mid, yeah. early and mid nineties, you you might tell them to start here, you know, because it would be recognizably Deadpool to you. It's not like like you I mean, said, it's, it's not the Deadpool. Now, I think it's but... Deadpool, Deadpool and Cable, like f- mm. mostly X Men characters. Deadpool, Cable, maybe like Gambit, yeah. Bishop, Cable, people cable like that. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, Cable, Gambit, yeah. Uh, Domino, I think it's mostly X Men so. characters. Yeah, 
I guess that She-Hulk started in '89, I think. Um, She-Hulk, the, like the well, like the John. Oh, Byrne the John Byrne version, which, okay. which I think is like you know, at least in my eyes, that's the like when the character comes to life and becomes like the She-Hulk. You know, like oh, I okay, she, I'd She-Hulk argue like tone. she's fun in some Avengers comics. I'd say like I, I oh, have fond memories of reading her in some Avengers comics. Well, and, and Fantastic Four, 70s, right? 80s? Like Burn, Burn had already kind of fleshed her out in Fantastic Four pretty well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, so yeah, I, I guess that doesn't really stack up. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting thinking about like which character. It's, it's crazy to to think about like how the the insane amount of characters that they created in the '60s and '70s that have this like enormous legacy and staying power, and then like to see that just kind of dwindle and be like, okay, so who gets big in the 2000s? Oh, uh, Miles? Maybe did Miles? No, Miles was no Miles in 2012. I think 2000s like the Runaways. Yeah, but even that. I like, don't know. I mean, the the Guardians, like the know modern the version of the Guardians like, of the Galaxy. Yeah, I guess right. Like, kind of seeing those dwindling uh, returns yeah. on like new characters. I mean, and like that's a that's a consequence of uh, not uh, of like writers not wanting to use their best ideas for Marvel stuff because like their creations yeah, will be yeah, taken from them. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I'm sure there's that's definitely some of that. I think there's some of that, and there's some some of being stuck in the past a little too you know of being like overly reverential of the past um but yeah i mean what you're saying is definitely i'm sure a big part of it time for an ad break all right today's my marvelous year is brought to you by ballsy okay now you know here at my marvelous year if there's one thing we love talking about it's about cleaning our nethers. <laughs> I mean, I think that's honestly <laughs> yep. maybe our most consistent uh, thing that we promote. <laughs> Zach, prior to all of all of this podcasting, like, how much mm-hmm. did you talk about this? Like, was it kind of just a regular, like, you'd meet somebody at a party and you'd be like... I couldn't keep a job because of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like, we <laughs> like, both of us I, lost... I talked to HR about this a lot. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, right. No, yeah. like, eight, and, and that's the thing is, like, now we just put it on the top of our resumes, right? Like, because we could be one... Like, like because we're constantly job searching because of this, but two, they, they, the employer needs to know. The employer needs to know that we're going to talk about ballsy, okay? If we're coming in and we're trying to get a job, and we never get it, right? We never get it at this point. But frankly, that's society's loss. Um, ballsy, they sell, you know, trimmers. They sell sack spray. They sell ball wash. They keep you clean. They've also got, you know, men's grooming, right? So they, the, you know, what I like about the ballsy razor, Zach, it's got, uh, it's got two heads. Two heads. It's a bit of a chimera situation, a bit of a hydra situation. If you cut off one head, go to the hospital. That shouldn't happen <laughs> when you're doing this. Uh, no, but if, if it has two heads, one of the razors is for your body. One of them is for your balls. I appreciate that separation between church and state in a, in a razor. They also have stuff for uh, his and hers. They've got boob guard, liquid powder, that, uh, that under boob sweat. They've got ball guard liquid powder, so you can buy his and hers pack. Of, uh, of that kind of stuff so you know this is not just for men although it's largely suited for men <laughs> yeah 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 right no it's a good point so you can go to ballwash.com slash my marvelous year put in promo code mmy you'll receive 20 percent off your order of 50 dollars or more 20 percent off you go to ballwash.com slash my marvelous year put in promo code mmy Okay, we got to move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too much time on Deadpool. Uh, we read Spider Man four twenty seven and four twenty eight. Dave has here on the spreadsheet. He wrote, "It's the return of the ah uh, wait no wait." He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? 
um, which I think is some like old man rap thing that nobody knows about. I mean, uh, I got the reference, but I didn't no, understand why the reference was made. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, yeah, it's an Eminem joke. Uh, joke. Yeah, but I didn't get why. Uh, like, does Eminem re- reference Doctor Octopus? Like, what's? <laughs> no, no, it's just Dave trying to you know, okay. <laughs> flex his hip hop knowledge. No, it's <clears throat> so I had no idea who the he was that's returning here. Um, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be Doctor Octopus. It was kind of a pleasant surprise. I thought it was going to be like another goblin, and I was kind of miserable. <laughs> like, <laughs> I it was going to be Hobgoblin's back, or another iteration of the Green Goblin, or Harry Osborn, or something. Don't you? You're uh, making me think about the possibility of like a Duck Goblin, a, a Doctor Octopus Goblin, which Marvel mm-hmm. will, at of course, make at some points. And I, yeah. have they have they done like Goblin Wars? And been like, the, there was the, like a Goblin Nation arc uh, in 2014. Wow. Uh, like it was like just one arc of uh, Spider-Man. It was like all, all the goblins. Mm. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, the Goblin Nation is a group of organized crime composed of goblin-themed villains led by the Goblin yeah. King. <laughs> yep, that's a really great sentence. This is a yeah, serious I mean, hobby the, I, for adults. honestly. Those are those are pretty good <laughs> comics. But uh, are they? yeah, who, who wrote it? Dan Slot. Uh, Dan Slot. Okay. Yeah. I I think I've told you this in private, maybe, but now I can. Maybe I'll say it uh, on the podcast now. I wish Dan Slot was cooler so that I could call him Dan Slut. Uh, but he's like, <laughs> he's not nearly cool enough to warrant that nickname. <laughs> like that's a nickname for a really cool guy, and I just I yep. don't think he's that. So I always like impulsively want to call him that. <laughs> I mean, but you can like when you when you like. Saying bad stuff about a Dan Slot comics, you can say that you are done Dan Slot shaming him. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Or like, how about don't slot? Yep. No. Okay. Uh huh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Uh, I'm gonna just copy and paste some of your laughter uh, into all these jokes. That's what you always do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, this is the return of Dr. Octopus. There's a bunch of stuff happening around this that I don't like. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, yeah. Rose, who speaks in like... Oh, no, oh Rose's Rose, been around. But... Have, haven't you seen Rose? Uh, d- are you making a joke or are you actually talking about this? No, character? like he, he's been around like... Uh, I mean, I don't know if we've read some for the club, but he's been like around since the 80s in Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, I think. He's, he's yeah, like I the mean, son he's... of the Kingpin. He started... Oh, oh, is this who this is? Okay, I do know. I think like, I think he it has... is. Uh, no. Nope, I don't think so. No? Because at least his Wikipedia page just says his name is Jake Conover, a reporter for the Daily Bugle. Uh, Huh. He's from Daredevil. I mean, honestly, there might have been several roses. Like, knowing Spider-Man villains. Yeah, maybe. Jake Conover. But I I think Richard Fisk was the rose at some points. That's a weird little detail. Did you get that? No. No, I didn't hear. Sorry. This character is the one who wrote the article, the kid who collects Spider-Man. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a very strange because uh, everything has to be to be linked. I guess so. I don't know. Anyway, th- there's a bunch of like mystical stuff happening around. Like, there's a character named Black Tarantula who I think just got introduced in '96. We haven't seen this character pop up. It's the first time we've seen them. Who have like hmm. a bunch of true believers, and there's Madame Madame Qua and Master Zway, and they're like putting the life force of one person into Otto Octavius. Uh, and Stunner is there, who, like, we've seen Stunner before, I remember, it's, like, a woman who's in love with Dr. Octopus, who's, like, God, her whole thing is that she's just kind of, like, 
a fat dumpy woman who's got low self-esteem but dr octopus i think created a virtual reality box for her to sit in that projects her like inner self which is you know like hot and strong <laughs> it's very yep uh very not great uh it's it's at the very <laughs> yep if not offensive then just pretty like pretty boring like a pretty boring yeah. like and honestly i liked better to... the version of this which is just that dr octopus his girlfriend girlfriend is like a she-hulk type <laughs> Uh-huh. That's, yeah, that sounds fun to me. Like that's a yeah, that's, that's a fun relationship. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't really know what her. I mean, that maybe in the hands of a good, or really good, careful writer, that could be something. But it's it's not really. Um, speaking yeah. of writers, this is Tom DeFalco and pencils by Steve Scrochi. I think so. I say that. Um, and uh, yeah, Doc Ock is back. It's uh, he's a little. You know, Stunner gives... Well, it kind of seems like Stunner's going to give her life, sacrifice her life, but then, like, she's just a virtual reality hologram. So I think Master Zway dies instead. And then uh, it's Doc Ock in the loose. And the art's kind of fun, and Doc Ock is running around, and... I don't know. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about this. Like, I didn't hate this. I mean, this, it's but... very basic Spider-Man comics. I think that's, you, you know, that's something I, mean... I, I will have to say about this and the Wolverine issues, is that it feels like what you imagine a... Pretty good, but with nothing special. Spider-Man comic is and okay. Like, that's what it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue here a little bit. Okay. Okay. So I think, I mean, the the mark of like a comic that I, I, I don't know, like a good comic, verging on like great comics, more than just kind of passable. I think is like that feeling when you read a comic where you're like, this is something like the creative team is like invested in, and I don't want to say like I don't want to say that like this is just a job for them they don't really care about what they're doing like i don't want to assign any intentionality to the actual creative team but it is that feeling that you have as a reader right that like this is something that like they have a plan and they have a reason for doing what they're doing they have like you know like i'm not just gonna write a spider-man comic i'm trying to get at this aspect of spider-man i want to evolve spider-man into this i really want this comic to be about his extended cast i want it to be about his struggle to use his powers responsible whatever like whatever the case is like they have an idea and they're trying to get it out there right like and they have a plan for it and i'm not going to talk about hawks pox again because we bring that up <laughs> too much but like kaguya-sama it's like another comic i'm reading and it's a romantic comedy it's gone for 220 240 chapters or something the idea that this comic could be running weekly for like 200 something chapters and it's really just about two high schoolers who are like in love with each other but don't want to admit it to each other and they try to get the other one to admit it they're like too proud to admit it so they try to like mind game the other person to confess first like the idea that that could run and be fresh and have like ideas for 200 something chapters is like hard to swallow but like there's such a a feeling that like there's a big idea with the creators of that like they know where it's going they know how they want it to evolve they know like the the specifics of this comic of like yeah what they're trying to say with it besides just like week to week here's the gag that we're doing this week and here's like the funny bit for this week like you feel like there's just a, a control behind the comic so much of what we read in marvel comics and big two and it's part of the the you know very nature of big two comics these spider-man comics that doesn't feel like there's a master plan <laughs> right that's why i kind of feel like i don't feel like um defalco and again like if Tom DeFalco is listening to this and he was just like, hey, <laughs> I planned all this out. Like, my apologies, <laughs> right? This is just how I feel like it comes across. It doesn't feel like this is part of, like, 
you can see that Tom DeFalco's wider vision for Spider-Man through these comics. It kind of feels like, let's move Spider-Man along. Let's bring Doc Ock back. Let's have him fight Doc Ock. Let's, you know, like poke these characters and we'll have little scenes with these characters. It doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it has like a larger purpose to it, you know, and it doesn't feel like that confidence that you're just being carried. Like you just want to feel like you're in good hands, right? Like that you're not wasting your time on a comic because there's like a point to it. And, and it's fine. It just doesn't feel like that. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I really agree. It's it's rant. fine. Like I didn't hate reading it, and like I I wasn't even like bored or anything. It was less like yeah yeah. yeah I mean I, I feel like I would have felt the same reading the Wikipedia like short version of mm-hmm. the story yeah. than I did reading the comic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean w- you know with Which the is like of a not a great compliment. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh God, this is. I, I mean, this is a little nitpick, but, like, what about the moment where Mary Jane's on campus with a new friend um, who's a black woman, uh, Chantal Wilsk, who I don't think lasts for very long, because her Wikipedia page says, History, Chantal was one of Mary Jane Watson Parker's friends. And that's it. Um, she says something in, like, uh, like A-V-E. I, I don't remember the specifics, but she just says something like, you know, sl- black slang. And... Uh, Mary Jane, God, her teacher says, like, repeats it back to her, like, incredulously, like, at the turn of phrase this black woman uses. And Mary Jane's just like, don't listen to her. Her father's a defense attorney. She just likes to pretend she's from the hood. Holy (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, like, being around a white woman, like, telling a, like, correcting a black woman being like, she just likes to pretend that she's black. Yep. Wild. One of the craziest <laughs> moments of like super casual, like jokey racism that isn't like spotted as racism in the comic. Oh my god. I mean, yes, uh, but also very Stanley MJ. <laughs> sure, Honestly. but I don't think like I don't think that was the point. I don't oh, think no, yeah, no, I, was like let's I agree, skewer like, MJ. <laughs> let's point yeah, out her, you know. But it feels accurate to <laughs> Yeah, ma- wow. Yeah, it feels accurate to maybe the creators. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Wait, wait, okay. Doesn't he call her Stacy at one point? I feel like Peter, Peter called one character Mrs. Stacy at one point. Yeah, I, I, I did, think that I, might have been that character. No, I didn't no, it's her other friend, Jill Stacy. Oh, okay. Who's also yeah, called Stacy, which is... The cousin weird. of Gwen Stacy. Oh, okay. I mean, again, I just have the Wikipedia pages open when we're doing yeah, this. Yeah, no, so no, yeah, okay. <laughs> Apparently, she's been around since... Oh, never mind. I, I saw Spider-Man 76, and I was like, wow, back since the 60s. But no, Spider-Man 76, not Amazing Spider-Man 76. Um, okay, so that whole big rant I had earlier about, you know, feeling like creators have a point to what they're doing. I felt that with the Wolverine comic. I don't think these are, like, okay. high, like, top-tier Wolverine comics. But I enjoyed them, and I think, like, Warren Ellis is just a good writer. You know, like, and, you know, world <laughs> grade A uh, sex pest and sex creep. Uh, but, you know, that is not to pretend that he is not a very good comic writer. And I think he, like, knows how to pace a comic. And I know, think he knows how to keep the interest up. And even if at the end of this, I don't walk away being like, well, that is something I'm going to chew on. That, you know, really got to the heart of the character or, like, introduced brand new stuff. I felt like these four issues, I was, like, into them. They like carried me through it i was you know curious what was going to happen next that you know like i just felt like there's a plan here and i'm seeing it unveil and i'm curious to see what he has in store because the first issue clearly like leads into the second which leads into the third which finishes in the fourth right like it feels like one part and he has the whole thing 
paced out, you know, pretty well. Um, so yeah, and like it doesn't. I, I don't know. You, you're a little cooler on this. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's a there's a nasty fridging, like one of the worst like cases of oh, yeah. like just killing a girlfriend to piss off Wolverine. Like don't <laughs> don't be an Asian girlfriend of Wolverines. I think is a very I mean, clear. Yes, and like that's that's part of like the bigger problem I have with this comic. Like what's kept me from liking it that much, which is that it feels like. It feels like I've read this Wolverine comics before because, like, a lot of Wolverine comics are exactly that story, which is Wolverine has, like, a more calmer moment where he's, like, maybe kind of settling in, having peace with someone he likes or loves, and then it's taken from him and he has to go after the person responsible. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's Wolverine comic 101. Um, it feels like that's, I mean, t- and maybe it's so, it's because I've read later, uh, like, comi- Wolverine comics from the 2010s, but like, that feels like it's a lot of Wolverine comics that follow yeah. that structure. Um, so it felt like very, and maybe I have more I, patience for that, for characters like Spider-Man, or people like that, sure. where I'm yeah. interested you, in the character uh, yeah. more, so I have yeah, more yeah. patience for feeling like I've, I'm reading the same story again. Like a good and version like, of a story. I don't like Wolverine before. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah and I, I can yeah, recognize that yeah. it's a competently put together comic. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's badly written by any measure. Any measure. Is this the first uh, Lionel Francis U comic we've read? I think so. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't look up like his career. I know I really like his work. Uh, every time we read it, and it's it's very good here. Um, I yeah. mean, someone who's going to have a huge like X Men career, you know, in like the yeah. late 2010s. Um, but yeah, I don't. Let me see. Uh, Kind of oh yeah this was his first Marvel work so yeah it, it oh okay interesting it might be like yeah his it, it, first, it was like, interesting because like he works. he is inked different which is I think <laughs> it's the main difference between that and like what he's gonna do after mm-hmm. um, sure. but yeah it's was interesting to to see his first uh, coming for Marvel like he I mean Lionel Francis is always a great uh, great artist yeah he's, um, he's yeah I be, think <laughs> he's moving with I guess Chris Claremont is gonna start writing X Men again in two thousand which ooh. But, oh, did uh, he do? Uh, did Lionel Francis you do uh, X Men? What was it? Extreme X Men? Uh, no, it looks well. I don't know, but it looks like he's doing the X Men Extreme X Men. Uh, nope, just X Men. Okay, just this the, the X Men from okay. two thousand with uh, Claremont and Scott Lobdell, and then okay, Uncanny X Men. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like he's just going to be doing playing all X Men. Oh, he did um, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, which we read. The yeah, Damon he did Lindelof some Ultimate comic. Stuff. Which is really good. I really liked that that comic specifically, and that comic yeah. looked really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does some. He does a lot of Hickman stuff in the twenty tens and like recently. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we we could get into it a little bit, but like it, it also it's not a comic that like pushes the Wolverine story forward. It feels almost it's not like out of continuity, but it also is like it's a character that introduces a new bad guy and kills him off in the same story, right? Like, yeah, I kind of like the bad guy. Like, it's just. A, somewhat of a reflection of Wolverine, Roddy McLeish, um, McLeish, McLeish, probably, um, this like Scottish mercenary who, uh, Wolverine like thinks he kills and then he didn't kill. And then the guy comes back after him 10 years later. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, his whole point is that he, he reflects the like very good at killing and that's what he does part of Wolverine, mm-hmm. except that guy enjoys it where Wolverine doesn't necessarily. It's, um, it is funny that we're still, like, we're still so in this era of Wolverine, like, not really killing people, that, like... Yeah. That that still strikes me as, like, it, 
it's hard to buy. Like, there's a lot, of, especially just when his his powers are so, like, the only way he hurts people is by cutting them and stabbing them, right? So, like, it's not like it's any other characters who can just kind of like power blast and it's like, yeah, they fell to the floor or like a big punch and they crumple, yeah. like. All of his powers the most I remember from this is like bleed. him <laughs> slitting someone's wrist, I think. Well, yeah, he like stabs through somebody's arm. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> right? But like he stabs a lot of people here. And it's like, I don't know if he... Like, and often he's like, well, he'll be fine. I won't uh, I won't kill him yet. Uh, over yeah. and over and over again. So, um, But yeah, the I mean, again, the uh, Francis Liu, Francis Yu art like really elevates this. Um, Lionel Francis Yu. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I think I think solid. Not one I'm like scrambling to return to, but like I had a good time with that, and it like moved yeah. along pretty well. But I think I feel like I said I think I feel mostly the same about uh, the Spider-Man issues and the Wolverine issues, which is like yeah. fine comics, but I'm not itching to to read them again. Like I'm yeah, gotcha. pretty forgettable yep. overall. Yeah, I, I I get that. Um, Heroes Reborn: The Return is the end of this whole saga. Well, it's not quite the end. It's like mostly the end of this. I think. We're gonna we're getting relaunches of all these series next year. Nineteen ninety eight yep. Avengers and Iron Man and Captain America, Thor, Fantastic Four. That's gonna be our next um, main episode for nineteen ninety eight. So I, I don't really know how much that's gonna like cover this stuff, or if we're just gonna be like that's the new era that you jump into. But this is oh, the, I think like, it's con- mostly not referencing Heroes Reborn at all, which would be <laughs> smart because you would kind of just want this to be like oh, I'm going to go pick up Avengers number one because I want to get into Avengers and you don't want to immediately yeah. be like, start talking about Franklin and Celestials and stuff. Um, I'll say, I think, out of the whole Heroes Reborn thing that we've read, this is like easily the best part of this entire like quote-unquote event to me. Uh, I think this holds together pretty well. I was like relatively invested in this. I followed it okay. <laughs> like, uh, I think it works okay. I don't know if it. this is not like top 10 events or anything, but like... Well, I think it works. I think it works as a little cap on this whole. It's thing. not. It's not top ten events, but it. To me, I hate that I'm gonna say that, but <laughs> it is probably the best Avengers event in the nineties. Oh, um, I think this is the best Avengers event in the nineties. Like, yeah, yeah, I what hate a, what that else? it's Heroes Reborn: The Return, is... written by Peter David. <laughs> yeah, I I like Peter David, so like I'm not. I'm I'm not uh, uh, f- yeah. fussy about that. Uh, I mean, his 90s stuff has been somewhat inconsistent, but, like, there's a lot of Peter David stuff I really, really... A, a lot yeah. of that Hulk stuff I really like, and I really like um, uh, X-Factor. Um, yeah, but I think you're right, because what else? It's, like, The Crossing, it's the... Uh, the Crossing, it's uh, Operation Galactic Storm, it's... Oh, um, boy, I forgot all about that. Uh, honestly, okay, wait. Galactic Storm, what is that about? Don't tell like me. It's like a I'm Shia gonna, no, 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 no. thing. Okay, well, that didn't actually help. I don't... I swear to God, I cannot tell you <laughs> a single thing about Galactic Storm. It's it's you a cre- Cretia war. That's all it is. I mean, you're telling me that, and that does not bring it back to me. Oh, they go God. to I mean, like I barely they, remember what the crossing line is about. I think they these Cree supreme intelligence nukes a world basically, and like the Avengers has have to deal uh, with whether they're gonna kill yeah, the yeah. Okay. supreme intelligence or not. Yep, yep. I remember this. Okay. And it was very, very dumb discussion about like, yep, <laughs> whether or not. <laughs> Although okay there was like the Captain America Ukraine. meeting about ethics uh, at Avengers Mansion, and only uh-huh. only Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch show up, I think. Yeah, Captain America being like, "Is it okay to kill somebody who commits genocide?" Who commits genocide. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know if that, that we still might not want to break our code. Anyway, yep. um, yeah. So I, I think I agree with you. Um, it's uh, it's Peter David. It's Salvador Larocca on art. Who uh, Salvador Larocca is like doing that '90s style that I was just talking about. Um, yeah, the kind of like somewhat shiny, plasticky, uh, uh, like a very cartoony, broad style, like not super detailed. Uh, he's doing it the best that we've seen. I really, I kind of really dig his art. That's so. Um, and it's it's a story about okay, Franklin Richards, who's you know like secretly the most powerful mutant on Earth, or maybe not even a mutant, just something stronger than that. He's a mutant. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, as far as we know in those comics, Franklin Richards is a mutant. Yeah. Um. And he's approached by, like, a celestial who is talking about how, like, oh, boy, it's like that he is part of, like, an experiment to elevate humanity or, like, maybe all of Earth is an experiment to, like, you know, as a Petri dish to kind of create these superpowered people. And Franklin is, like, the successful, you know, iteration of that. But also Franklin is the, the planet that all of the heroes ended up on in Heroes Reborn is actually Franklin, like, projecting that. Like, it's all a dream of Franklin's, and he, like, created it from his mind to, like... I don't know if it's a dream, it's, like, he's basically, like, he created that reality, but, like, it's not just a dream, like, he's basically... I mean, the, the thing is, like, he's basically supposed to be God created by the mm-hmm. Celestials, and, like, yeah. as God, he created this reality. Yeah. And then they give him, like, an ultimatum of that he needs to, like wipe out one of the planets um yeah and so there's this all this like discussion because you know all all the heroes can come back to real earth and counter earth can you know uh stay there wait did he create counter like counter earth has been around for that's a not counter earth is it mm, I'm, i don't know that I'm wasn't counter earth marvel Counter Earth is like is... the adam warlock uh man beasts yeah thing. no i know but i'm just seeing that this is like it's called counter earth over on uh on the marvel fandom Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Um anyway, anyway, it was like a cre- whole different reality, but maybe. That's what I say. I'm seeing on Counter Earth, the Fantastic Four. Um in the Bucky of Counter Earth. Uh but it's in the negative zone. I don't know. The de- de- details are pretty fuzzy. <laughs> but yeah. like the core the core of this was kind of functional where like they they need to get back home, they need to save reality. They want to save both Earths, obviously, right? They don't want like the one that Franklin yeah. created to just vanish even though he just created it, right? Like, um, and it's you know like a celestial who learns to love uh, by you know the innocence of a young boy and uh, a really good Doctor Doom moment where Doctor Doom basically hijacks the entire operation to like get everyone back to Earth safely, including himself, <laughs> and instead is just like ah, I'll sacrifice. He says something about like I would sacrifice this power to save the Earth. You know, like, like, I'd rather save the Earth than, like, rule it in this case. But if I have the option to rule the entire universe, well, that's too big of a temptation. <laughs> and, like, grabs Franklin. It's it's a fun Doctor Doom yeah. moment. And he tries to, like, yeah, use which is like he... powers to, like, war on the Celestials. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he he first comes into the comic to to help out and, like, to to assemble everyone and help out with uh, going to the other Earth. And, like, then he turns that, I mean, that's that's perfect Doctor Doom. Um, there's some fun stuff with the, I mean, fun stuff. Interesting idea of uh, basically Reed Richards, Tony Stark, and Bruce Banner being the same, like, 
club of uh, super clever people and like Doctor Doom kind of becomes part of that uh, in this comic at least mm-hmm. they, they call themselves the a- Atomic Knights something like that um, which like I don't know that was a fun idea that they don't do much with but made me think of uh, maybe what would be coming with the Illuminati stuff like that that's uh, interesting stuff um, but uh, maybe reading too much into what the comic actually does yeah I think um, just having all the smart people in a room is you know, I mean it's fine it's fun like I don't I don't mind it but I don't think it necessarily had to be inspiration for something later yeah but it ma- yeah. it did make me curious about like because I haven't read yet the hero the actual like heroes reborn universe uh, yeah. issues yeah. um but I- I'm curious about uh, like what they like is from what I see in uh, in heroes return it's like all characters know each other because there's way less character but like they can be tied to one another from the beginning like read mm-hmm. Reed and Tony are, are on first uh, first name basis after like one year. Comics, I, I like them investigating whether or not their Earth is real. I think that's fun. Yeah, like them finding, trying to find like scientific proof that like, and they dig down and find like the geological records are like this Earth is one year old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a pretty fun scene of uh, of them doing that. Yeah, and, you know, it's Peter David. I think he knows how to pace out a comic generally. Like. Um, yeah, yeah even, and it's interesting. The- it's interesting to have this central piece be uh, Franklin deciding, yeah. like trying to decide what he's gonna do, wh- which Earth he's gonna sacrifice if he's ever go- even going to sacrifice one of the Earths. Um, and, it, and it lands this- on like the celestial, basically like again learning to like learning humanity uh, and s- laying herself down to become like the dreamer who keeps Counter Earth alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's you know, like I had a fun time with this. It's not, not not like stellar stuff, but I think like it works and it works as like a nice cap on all this, right? Like for a, a event that was kind of messy and just ne- unnecessary, <laughs> like and that felt yeah. I mean, it felt like they tried to do something and it didn't work, and they completely went back in like a year. Um, which like yeah, that I mean credits because it's a miracle. It's as good as it is with like mm. all that in mind that it came after pretty messy events that was supposed to be an x-men event but then turned into a, a marvel world uh, event and then was followed by a year of uh, weird uh, image slash marvel comics um yeah that's it's kind of a miracle it's as good as it is yeah 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 i agree i mean just for something that is basically here to reset the status quo uh like doing that and being a little fun and entertaining at the same time like okay by me yeah. uh counter earth has an enormous the like heroes reborn version has this insane like marvel fandom page that really makes me oh, wonder yeah. like that goes into like much much later like there's 2010 comics on here uh i have no idea like this apparently this place still matters a lot so <laughs> maybe we'll be returning to this uh, i don't know if it matters that much but they it, they come back to it at least yeah hmm. interesting okay i think that's gonna do it uh, like I said earlier, the our next episode, we'll probably have a variant after this, but then our next main episode will be 1998 Part 1, which is going to be the first three issues of Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and Fantastic Four, the reboots of all of those. Um, yeah, which uh, I think is... I'm excited, you know? Who, who knows? I don't know what the creative teams on those are. Maybe... Um, I think Mark Wade is on Avengers, right? Um, I know that isn't it that run oh is his, is it still Mark Wade because I, I don't know Busiak? at what point um, oh, what's his name the Marvel's guy um, Busiak yeah yeah but I don't know at which point Busiak join, uh, joins Avengers 
Uh, but I, I know uh, like he's running it is, the next few it is years. BCX. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. I looked it up. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna look up the rest, but uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe I am interested. I will say, like, surprisingly, I am l- less. I mean, maybe not less excited, but I am more curious about stuff that's gonna be going on, like the Thunderbolts, than I am in any of those comics. Which is like maybe just uh, hmm. what is caused by my love for those uh, first issues of uh, of the Thunderbolts. Oh yeah, uh, yeah I don't, really I'm not like that them. excited for yeah. the return of those characters and like brand new first issues. I- I'm sure it will have I'm stuff ex- to talk about and it will be interesting. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of more interested in what's I'm going on with some new characters. I'm optimistic about that first Avengers because I know I just know people like that Busiak Avengers run. So like I'm I'm hoping yeah. I got yeah. high high hopes. Um, I'm trying desperately to avoid getting that song stuck in my head. I hate that song so much, and it gets stuck <laughs> in my head all the time. And if I like even think about it too much, it's just gonna get lodged there for like yep. three days. Um, ninety eight. Excited about ninety eight. Inhumans. Yeah. Daredevil. Black Panther. Um, there's a man thing series we're gonna read some blade we've got dave has more deadwood or deadwood oh god i wish we had deadwood <laughs> maybe we'll just watch a couple episodes of deadwood for uh yep. for an episode i would love that um the beginning of spider girl which spider girl is fun uh i really like spider okay. girl have you read spider girl like the what if made the what if mayday parker stuff uh, no, I, I've, I've read stuff from her universe, but I haven't read the actual Spider-Girl stuff. I'm sorry, I, I was the concern, I, I, like, I wasn't focused, because I was, <laughs> you talked about Deadwood, and I just pictured a Jan McShane as Deadpool in my head, for some reason, and I kind of want Ooh. to see that. <laughs> um, I can't see that at all. I don't know, it's a weird uh, association of idea, but that's... Mm, let's fan that's cast my Deadwood, brain came up with. but as Marvel characters. I have to think about that. That sounds pretty fun. Um, Yana McShane would be a great old Magneto. That's what I would say. No, he's very British. He's extremely British. Magneto, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't... I mean, he's also not like like a physically imposing guy. He's like a scary guy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Unless you're talking about his role in Kung Fu Panda as that cool panther. Yeah. I can't remember what. Ooh, I didn't remember. Does he? Is he in Kung Fu Panda? Oh, I need yeah, to he's, the, he's the villain in uh, Tai Lung. In, uh, okay, I need Kung to Fu rewatch Panda. those. I love Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> we were talking about this. No, <laughs> I love especially the first movie. The second one, the third one, I can are fine, whatever. But okay. like that first oh, the, one, I really. They're doing the first a, a Netflix show, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I, I think it's been it's totally diminishing returns after the first yeah. one. So I'm not like. There's there's been a television show in Nickelodeon for like ten years or something. Okay, um, and I don't even know if they're gonna make more movies, but I just really like that I, first one. I, didn't I think that first one's like Panda. a very fun little. And it's like a pretty good action movie. The, yeah, uh, the actual like action in it is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah. the I, I'm really curious about going back to to DreamWorks uh, animated movies, like How to Train Your Dragon. It's is one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. That's, like that's really solid, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the third um, one, but those first two are pretty good. No, but they, they're inconsistent, right? They do that, but then they, right next to it, they have like the Madagascar movies, which are like the B movie, <laughs> totally fine, forgettable kid stuff. You know, the B movie um, is totally fine. <laughs> I've I haven't seen the B movie, but like Madagascar or uh, Shrek Two, which no one likes and is not having a weird revival right now by strange Gen <laughs> Xers who are like, this is a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna get canceled over that. That's like the most cancelable thing I said because 
people are really really hot on Shrek 2 right now and I don't I, mean, I, don't really I can't help you I haven't watched Shrek 2 or any Shrek movie since like 2010 <laughs> yeah I watched them all like in high school they're fine they're, they're cute I think Shrek's yeah. okay I don't know <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just old <sighs> <sighs> maybe you are <laughs> yeah okay all right time to call time to call the podcast yep. <laughs> po- po- time to call the podcats in God, I'm that's... losing my mind. Let's <laughs> um, use okay. that intro on my ultimate chair. <laughs> I'm done. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, give us some money on Patreon, please. And yes, please. Mu- oh, music is by Disasterpiece. Uh, I don't want to forget that. And we. Oh, uh, I didn't say this before. All the episode, all the episodes, all the issues that we're going to be reading are in the show notes for this episode, obviously, and for the next one. So, okay. Uh, thanks, and we'll see you next year. See you next year.